This is Hadi Sadati with the 2021 Embodied Intelligence Workshop Offline Interviews. In this episode, we hear from Dr. Rafael Hostedler. Hey, so these are recordings for um, the Embodied Intelligence Workshop, um, answering the seven questions. Question number one. What is embodied intelligence? Is it achievable through the body and or brain? So I recently read a very interesting definition where embodiment is basically actively shaping what you're receiving to model your world. And I believe that's a very sensible description. Um, every a kind of animal does this. I think one important part, however, is that the system and how the system can interact with the environment is also very important. It's not just and, and because it mediates how we are perceiving or how the system is perceiving. If it has different kind of sensor QTs or different wavelengths it sees and so on. So this all very much shapes of how this intelligence is perceiving the world. And I think sort of understanding the sense of modalities and also the action modalities is an important part that is required to achieve embodied intelligence. It's not just an algorithmic solution. And I think it requires a holistic approach of understanding the bodies and the brains. Question two, what is the missing piece in understanding intelligence? So I'm not a subject matter expert. So what I feel is what is missing is we are seeing a lot of progress in sort of particular narrow fields, but what we're not seeing is an integrated way of forming models and beliefs about the world that can be used to use new information about the world are two meaning so while we might be able to have neural networks that are able to generate speech in a way that is very plausible are very and also very hard to understand hard to believe it's not actually from a human or hard to distinguish from human speech the systems cannot sort of go and do open domain creativity, they are always bound to stay within sort of the support um, that the, the data has created as the basis. What is the point three? What is the most inspiring living creature from your perspective in the scope of embodied intelligence? Um, I believe I'm absolutely fascinated by lesser monkeys. The, they are able of having super dynamic motion in very, very complex environments. They can walk, but they also have a, a, an arm-based, very fast style, it's called brachiation. And seeing how they can interact with the world in a very fast-paced and very complex environment is, is utterly inspiring. What are the challenges, limit, question four, what are the challenges, limitations, and the technological roadblocks for achieving EI? 
So I think one challenge is we still don't know what sort of the computational substrate or the right computational technology is. Um, so there's obviously neural networks based on massively parallel uh, processors such as graphics cards or TPUs. And then there is uh, approaches of using uh, FPGAs for, for AI compute. And then there is a lot of interesting new things where neuromorphic computing. But I think none of those has been proven to be the right computational substrate in a way to solving AI. And I think that's sort of a limitation. And it's not just a limitation in the, in the what's the substrate, but also growing those substrates to a level where we can see the, the results we're, we're aiming for. So I think that's, we're still also limited by compute, even though we do see a very, very interesting results from all sorts of machine learning approaches. And then on the body perspective, we are still very bad at building good bodies. Uh, even um, even our most advanced sort of like robotics, for example, such as a Boston Dynamic Spot or from or for or also an Agility Cassie. If you look at them and compare it to a biological system, they are sim they're still utterly primitive. So they lack the numbers of sensors. The material properties are still very much engineered. Um, they, we do not have a good comparable type of actuation. So something like a muscle as a material is still missing. And it's not like there's really good solutions uh, on the horizon so far. I believe this is something coming from material science that we still need. Um, something like a muscle-like material that is similarly scalable um, along the whole, um, in orders, or along the orders of magnitudes and size that muscle is. If you think about muscle as a material, um, starting from the smallest animals, smaller than fruit flies, up to a whale, they're all using more or less the same material to, to actuate. And I think this is something we are still very much missing. And another thing I think we were missing is the foremost sensors that we build that to imitate the to, to perceive the world technologically are linear. Um, whereas most sensors we are, have tend to be exponential and also differential. And I think that is the concept that we need to build on, build more into the hardware. So I think this is, for example, the artificial retina from INI um, in Switzerland is a very interesting concept because it basically follows that route. And I think this can be a very important driver for embodied intelligence. Question five, can you briefly explain relevant research to you of yours to the concept of EI? So at Devantro, the Roboy company, we really see ourselves as bodybuilders. Like we want to build the bodies for embodied research to be done with. So we try to imitate the human musculoskeletal system as a prototype on complexity driver. 
So I strongly believe that one reason we are not seeing the progress we're wishing for in AI is also because we're staying stuck with easier and more modelable um, solutions. So if you look at the human body, it's an absolutely nightmare from a control perspective. It's soft. There's cross interactions between muscles. There's all sorts of really arcane effects. And nonetheless, we are by orders of magnitude more capable in interacting with the environment from a manipulation perspective than any machine we can build today. Uh, what we are doing is we're trying to imitate this complexity to a certain degree so that when we go towards control research, and we really understand it's also in a loop. So we really want the feedback and, and the feed to close the loop between the hardware and the software. But we see ourselves more as the builders of that hardware so that others can come and sort of build the brains for this, full, knowingly full well that this needs to be a closed loop where we will modify the hardware based on the results of this control research on the other hand. Question six. Were there any directions towards AI that you thought would work out very well, but empirical results proved otherwise? It's a good question. Um, I don't think I'm... ...versed enough to have a competent opinion here. The only thing I think that keeps on surprising me and stumping, and, and, and stumping me is how complex uh, this is the problem at hand is and how easily it still gets um, underestimated. Like I think the time, the number of times that we've felt like we're really close to embodied intelligence and then it turned out it's another decade or two away, it's quite interesting. So it's a hard, very hard problem. And uh, I think it's very easily underestimated just because we as humans are so good at it. And also all the biological systems that we see interacting with the world are so good at it um, that it's easy to underestimate it. And that's what's being done. Question seven, any advice for students, early career researchers interested in research on AI? Um, get your hands dirty as students already. I can only strongly advise to start interacting with research groups and taking part in competitions as soon as you can, because EI, at least in my opinion, is a very, very interdisciplinary um, science, and it requires you to understand or get a, a somewhat decent understanding of a very broad set of fields. Like he, I don't think we can understand AI solely from a computational perspective. I think we need to understand it from a mechatronical, sensing, neuroscientific, and so on. So all these perspectives can create valuable input. And I think the best way of approaching it early is really trying to start building it early and being part of those, um, like getting your hands dirty as early as possible with, with complex systems because only once we do that, I believe we will find good solutions to, to this really hard research problems. Right, that's it. Um, thank you so much. Um, I hope 
this was interesting. It's uh, 15 minutes, so that's an average less than two minutes per question. I hope this works out. If not, kind of let me know. And I'm really looking forward to all the other recordings. And thank you so much for this excellent organization. Have a great day. Thanks, Rafael, for sharing your thoughts. Looking forward to your presentation at the workshop. Also, thanks to Dr. Marva Aldvini for preparing the questions.